I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. Guys, I am so freaking tired. I don't even have words for it. Honestly, this is, you know, a new level for me. Uh, Also, my dog is hanging out chewing this like bison horn that we got him. So it's been obnoxiously loud and I've tried to start the podcast like three times now. So I'm hoping we're in a lull right now. But if you hear something, that's probably what it is. Anywho, for the end of the week here, we have two mini stories and then three longer stories. Let's get into it. So first and foremost, DACA. Okay, guys, so DACA is back on the chopping block. And in case you need a quick refresher, this is the program that is sometimes called the Dreamers or basically the kids who were brought to the U.S. by their parents or were born on U.S. soil illegally. So basically their parents had a dream for them, hence the name the dreamers, for them to have a better life and they got them here. But they did not knowingly break the law because they're children. So that's the vibe here. And now a federal judge has ruled this law to be illegal. So basically if this law were removed, it would basically force these children who are some sometimes adults now, sometimes they were brought here or born here, you know, very, very early on in their life, and now they're adults, but they would become illegal immigrants if this law went away, you know, I'm assuming um, that that's how it would work. But it may be, you know, this, this federal judge has ruled this, but this is going to be appealed. So it seems very likely that this case is going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court to make a final call, which will obviously be very dramatic and very potentially divisive. We'll definitely keep you guys posted because I know this case affects a lot of people. So stay tuned on that. And then for our second mini story, Hunter Biden was just indicted on felony gun charges, you guys. And the reason this is a mini story and not just not a full story is simply because we have gone over these charges quite a bit already. The new charge is more serious in terms of like the weight it carries, but it stems from the same crime that we've talked about a bunch. Hunter basically checked a box when he was buying a gun that he said he was not abusing illegal substances when he was buying the gun, when there may have been reason to believe that he was struggling in his sobriety. I don't know the details on that and, you know, what kind of legal footing they have to say that he was or wasn't abusing illegal substances. No idea. But the gun laws and the enforcement of them is very important. So he will be held accountable for what he put on that form in a court of law. We'll definitely keep you guys posted. 
So first up for today, this will be a quick story as well. The Trump case in Georgia has been severed. So Trump's case has now been severed, meaning separated out from all the other 17 defendants in Georgia. And this is probably for the best, just because these other average Joe defendants do not have the same type of case as Trump. Let's face it. Everyone here has different agendas, but Trump's is especially different for very obvious reasons. This way, the defendants who want that speedy trial can do so, but Trump can really take his time and get his ducks in a row a bit more. Given all that he has going on, I am sure that he and his legal team will need that time. Either way, two of the defendants will go first on October 23rd, as they have requested, and the way that their trials play out will certainly give us a peek into what will happen in the courtroom with Trump. For those two trials, they are looking to have a jury seated and ready to roll by November 3rd. Pretty soon and pretty crazy. Buckle up for a roller coaster of an election season slash trial season. It's definitely going to be a bumpy ride, I am sure, and I will keep you guys posted every step of the way. So for our next story today, Mitt Romney retires. Okay, guys, so Mitt Romney has done what a lot of us wish more leaders would do today. He announced that he is not seeking re-election, but instead is making way for a new generation of leaders to step in. Here's how he put it. So uh, you guys have uh, already seen the statement that I put out. I don't know that I want to repeat that, uh, but if you have any questions... I'm happy to respond to, to those. Senator Romney. Why would you not choose to run for re-election? You know, I, uh, I considered uh, my age and the fact that at the end of a second term, I would be in my mid-80s. And I think it's time for guys like me to get out of the way and have people in the next generation step forward. Because they're going to be shaping the world they're going to be living in. And over the last um, a couple of decades, people of my age, the boomers, have done pretty well for ourselves. We voted for all sorts of benefits and programs for us, and we haven't paid for them. And uh, I think some of the people that are coming along next want to have a say in uh, in how we uh, we leave the earth and how they prepare for the, the future they're going to live in. Well, you heard it from the elephant's mouth. Honestly, God bless this man for this whole statement. The U.S. has been embarrassed a lot lately, whether that's senators freezing up on camera or presidents fumbling words or congressional leaders not knowing the basics of how the Internet or social media works. There is a lot at play today that simply didn't exist 10 years ago and will continue to affect young people long into the future. And yet we're not the ones making the rules right now. It's hard for young people to break through and win elections when they are up against household names. So someone like Mitt Romney, knowing that he can still have great influence in D.C., that he can still have a very impactful career, but not necessarily hold on to that seat and box other people out. You know, it's huge. And hopefully stepping down can help some new blood make their way into the district. So for our final story for the week, tech giants unite around a common cause, reigning in AI. So even though they're competitors in the everyday, major tech 
power players are in agreement when it comes to one thing, the dangers of AI. They have each individually come forward to warn the public about what they see could be dangers emerging with this new technology. They have realized that this new tool is a powerful one, so powerful that they are wanting to put guidelines into place now before the thing spins out of control. This meeting was hosted in D.C. with lawmakers who are also eager to put parameters on tech generally, not just AI. The meetings were attended by the likes of Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Sam Altman of ChatGPT, Mark Zuckerberg, and more. They also had labor unions and other business leaders there to participate in these talks who have skin in this game. And this will be the first of many such gatherings before they can put real laws into place. The lawmakers need to hear from all of the various voices in this space, all the various leaders, and figure out where the red tape should lie. And also, it goes without saying that these laws will not be perfect right out of the gates, you guys. And I think that's something that's really important to understand. I mean, we're still tweaking laws every other day from all different eras. So the language and legalities will evolve over time as we venture into this truly unknown territory. But it's important to start somewhere so that things aren't just running unchecked. As we know, Europe has already slapped Meta with some pretty massive fines over not respecting their data laws. So yeah, getting better laws in check for these companies, it's important and it's beneficial in a number of different ways. The White House is also expected to give an executive order on AI sometime in the next year, and they've also set meetings with these same tech executives as well. To be honest, this story really actually kind of plays into the last one, if you think about it. What Mitt said was very poignant. The way he put it was perfect. The people who will be living the bulk of their lives with these ramifications of these technologies should be the ones making the rules about them. I am hopeful and excited to see new leadership in the Senate and the House with hopefully more millennial blood making their way into those hallowed halls and eventually Gen Z too. Because again, we are the ones who are going to be living with the climate that we are determining, with the new technology we are determining. Basically, these two stories go hand in hand. It is such a new frontier in so many different directions. And I hope that young people get the same chance that previous generations did to shape their own future. And that for this week is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, one of my favorites, the secret to making progress is getting started. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok. 
Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh.